At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, there are five games left in the college basketball season, and none of them are being played tonight. <laughs> five. Five. five? What do we got? Five. Well, we got we got the Invitational Championship, the NIT Championship. They're both tomorrow night, and then the Final Four in the final That's game. That's right. That's right. So there'll be other things to talk about today. 30 minutes from now, I have our buddy Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports uh, join us. But I want to start with the NBA because in the MVP market, we saw a new leader. Uh, Nikola Jokic finally takes the lead in the betting markets over uh, Joel Embiid. Amal, do you think that this is still a race, or should Jokic have always been in front? No, that's a great question, and I actually would make the argument Joker should have been in front. Now, my reasoning is different than everybody else's. I thought he should have been handed the MVP three months ago when he absolutely just crushed and whiplashed Mark (laughs) Morris. I thought that was the best play I've seen all year in the NBA. Guy takes a cheap shot on him, and I love the fact that he retaliated. You know, these guys think they're tough guys. These guys come from Eastern Europe, man. Some of these guys are in bread lines. (laughs) Give me a break. I, I love it. He's played tremendously well. And remember the one thing you have to point to when you look at Denver. This is a team that has been without Jamal Murray, without Porter for the majority of the season. They have been able to stay in contention. I think they're sitting in the sixth place in the Western Conference. While Philadelphia is doing a great job, you don't have a runaway team like Phoenix at 61 wins. This is everyone kind of clogged in there in the mid-40s. Boston has really been able to make a run from where they were before. I, I think you have to give a ton of credit to Joker, what he's been able to do despite missing their second and third best players. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about the races, and we talked about this as well in both conferences. We saw the Celtics grab the number one seed for a moment. 
Uh, and then they didn't play anybody the other night against Toronto. Took Toronto to overtime. They covered the eight in that game as that line ballooned to eight. Currently, the Heat sit atop the East, a half a game ahead of the Bucks, um, and a game ahead of the Celtics. Yet the Nets, who currently have the eight seed at forty and thirty-six, are your favorite to win the conference at plus two fifty. Bucks the second choice at plus three dollars. Really even after that. Celtics plus four twenty-five. Sixers plus four fifty. And the Heat. Plus five dollars. Do you still stand by that the Nets with the eight seed having to survive a play in are still the best bet at plus two fifty? I don't know. When you look at it, having to potentially face Miami, Milwaukee, or Boston in the opening round cannot be something that you look forward to. This is going to be a challenge for them. Now they could potentially have their toughest matchup in the first round of the playoffs. But I I mean, when was the last time you saw any team that is this far out of first place be the odds-on favorite in a conference to win it? This is just a complete shocker. Yeah, you get that a little bit with the Lakers when they're down, if, if LeBron was out, or teams where their superstars out, but there's a reason. You've had a little bit of this with the Kyrie can't play at home because of the vaccination status. But can they just turn it on? And the other question of this is, will they need Ben Simmons to be productive in order to win an NBA title? Well, look, the... I think the odds are based on the fact that Ben Simmons is not going to be much of a contributor. I think whatever you get out of Ben Simmons is a bonus. But what I do like is you're not counting on him for offense. This is a guy that defensively, if he focuses and he comes back and can play, um, he could give you 20, 25 minutes of elite defense possibly. You know, he's still got some time to ramp it up. Uh, They've got, what, seven, eight games remaining, I think. Uh, might, Might be even less than that right now, six. I, they need Ben Simmons. What kind of shape is he in remains to be seen? That's a concern. And Six games left. I think if you're Brooklyn, you need him in the lineup defensively because he, he can negate one, one of your best opponent's offensive players. Let's switch to the West here. Suns, 61-14, and 14, plus $1.15 to win the conference. The Warriors in the third seed right now, five games behind the Grizzlies for the second seed, plus 330. Then the Grizzlies, who will be the two seed. It looks like they're the most locked in of any team, 8-1. to one. 9-1 to one on the Jazz, 12-1 to one on the Mavs, 13-1 to one on the Nuggets. And the Clippers, after coming back from 25 down to beat Utah the other night, went from 25-1 to one to 20-1. to one. Yeah, I think people are cons- – uh, if you're looking from a betting standpoint, if Kawhi comes back, uh, how effective can he be? Uh, you know, the one argument I make, uh, you know, the rest versus rust theory is that Kawhi hasn't had to go to the rigors – through the rigors of an 82-game schedule. I, I don't know who plays 82 games anymore in the NBA anyway, but – uh, still, the fact that he hasn't been taxed could potentially help this Clippers team. Uh, would you do you like the potential of having to play Phoenix in the uh, first round? No, I don't at all. I, I like that. I don't. Why? Because you get them early. Yeah. Until they get, so they don't get any momentum going in the playoffs. Well, look, I think Phoenix has a possibility yeah. of sweeping an opponent that they would play that's weaker in the first round. They play four games. You're pushed to six or seven if you're someone else. And if you wind up matching up against them in the conference finals, they may have played two, three, four games less than you. Do you think the depth in the West is worse than the depth in the East? And by that, I mean five, six, seven, eight. Would would you rather? Uh, who's it tougher for the top of the conference to beat? The Jazz, Nuggets, T-Wolves, Clippers possibly, or the Bulls, Raptors, Cavs. Let's throw the Nets out of the conversation because they really belong in the top half. I would say the Eastern Conference is more difficult. I think when you look at the West right now, Phoenix with a 61-14 record. Again, I I have not been pro-Phoenix all year, but you have to give them a ton of credit. I do think it's a byproduct of the fact that you've got some horrific teams out there. You've got Oklahoma City. You've got Houston. This Lakers team is god-awful. It's amazing they're allowed to legally sell tickets to people and charge them for games. 
And then on top of it, you look at some of these other teams. Golden State's been dealing with injuries. Utah has been an utter disappointment. This team may not even win. I don't think they're going to win 50 games. Would you have thought before the season this Jazz team is not going to win 50 games? No, I thought they'd won 35 at home. So <laughs> Exactly, right? right? Right, yeah. Yeah, seriously. I, but that's what, what they lose, five games at home last year. Yeah. The whole, the whole season. Lakers now... Tied for 10th place with the Spurs at 31 and 44. Is there a chance LeBron is not even in the play-ins? There's a possibility. I mean, the schedule down the stretch is not easy. They both have seven games remaining, Spurs-Lakers. And remember, here's what the Lakers have remaining. Pelicans just a game ahead of them, too. So they're not out of the mix of getting bounced. Well, they play a crucial game Friday at uh, Staples Center or whatever, at Crypto or whatever it's called. Uh, They play the Jazz tonight. Then they've got, uh, they're on the road there. They have the Nuggets at home on Sunday. You're at Phoenix, at Golden State, the Thunder, and then at the Nuggets. So this could be crucial down the stretch, especially for uh, the Nuggets in terms of where they want to be in the standings. Uh, it could be a critical game. The odds on the Lakers to make the playoffs. And w- when we say a book says make the playoffs, that means final eight. That doesn't yes. mean 10th. You get into the 10th, and then, but you make the final eight when the bracket really begins. Right now, yes, that the Lakers are in the final eight is plus 600. No, is minus 1,200. Is that a reasonable price? That's a great price to take the yes on because currently yeah. they are tied with uh, San Antonio, mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis could potentially be coming back. To me, it's worth a shot. Let's say they get in at 10th. Now you got to win twice, mm-hmm. and if you can do that, I mean, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. The Let, one thing with the, sorry, go ahead. Let's just say this. Let's just say they eclipse the, the Spurs for 10th. Yeah. They would have to beat the Pelicans. Very, the, very possible. And then beat the loser of the Timberwolves Clippers. I mean, it's you trying to tell me they can't beat these teams? Will you make that bet at 6-1, to one, knowing the heart of a champion in LeBron? <laughs> the heart of a champion. If he had a heart of a champion, they wouldn't be sitting at 31-44, and 44, 75 games in. Let's get to some of the specific matchups tonight, because there's some good games on the docket tonight, Amal. Let's start out in the West. The second game of the ESPN doubleheader, 7 p.m. Pacific and local time, coming from the Chase Center, otherwise known as the house that Krzyzewski built. The Phoenix Sun taking on the Golden State Warriors. This game overnight, Amal, Suns were laying six. This, I believe, is down to four with a total of 221. Warriors come in having lost three in a row, and your Phoenix Suns come in on an eight-game winning streak, Amal. Yeah, I think yeah, it's hard to go against Phoenix right now. This Warriors team's limping into the postseason with the four, them sitting at 48-28. If you are Golden State, though, you need to continue to win because you want to keep yourselves ahead of the Dallas Mavericks. I'll, here's what I'll do here if those that can see the graphics. I'll lay the 4.5 and, and take the 14.5. It's at 4.5 right now at DraftKings, total 221. The earlier game in the doubleheader, 4.30 Pacific time from the Boston Garden, also on ESPN. The Miami Heat currently the one seed in the East take on the Seas, who had won six in a row before that, lost at Toronto the other night. Celtics, five-point home favorite here, Amal, with a total of 213. Yeah, I, I think you have to look at taking Miami here, and the reason is they got embarrassed by 30 points. I love an embarrassment revenge spot here. I will be taking the Heat tonight, uh, plus the five, uh, five points in this matchup. Mike, remember, uh, Brown and Tatum both going to be game-time decisions in this one. I expect them to play, uh, but for me, the big thing is Robert Williams being out. How impactful will this be for this team going forward remains to be seen. Give Boston a ton of credit for what they've been able to do and what they've orchestrated in this turnaround here all year long. Five and a half at DraftKings. T-Wolves at Raptors also at 430. Raptors have come into this game one and three in a row. Raptors have played good basketball the last month of all. They have. Uh, They come into this winning three in a row. They are laying uh, two and a half tonight to Minnesota with a total of 228 and a half. 
Yeah, the Serrano team, I think, is one that's flown under the radar. I like them in this spot at home against this Minnesota Timberwolves team. Minnesota's had a pretty good year quietly at 43-33, and 33, but they have not done particularly well on the road. Just 18 wins against in 38 uh, opportunities. Going to go with Toronto on the short home price here. Interesting game in the West. Grizzlies in San Antonio tonight to take on the Spurs at the AT&T Center or the house that Jay Wright built. Uh, Grizzlies have won five in a row. Spurs have won four in a row. Grizz laying five and a half on the road with a total of 234, Mall. This team has excelled without John Morant in the lineup. Now they got an opportunity against the San Antonio team that comes in having won four in a row. They need this game if you're the Spurs sitting at 31 and 44. This is an opportunity to put yourself in a good position as we go down the stretch with seven remaining. Grizz will be the two seed in the West, Amal. They're still eight to one to come out of the West and, and make it to the NBA Finals. Is the NBA still too much of a stepladder for them to do it this year? In order, you have to get a little bit better each year and progress. It's not a one-hit wonder league. You know that. You're, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, and I think the odds look good. But at the same time, I would argue, when was the last time you truly saw a team just ascend without some challenges along the way? And I think that could be a problem for Memphis here. Want more NBA insight? Check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. VEASAN's senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, looks at all the angles for the games to determine who is playing. That's the biggest thing in the NBA. What kind of a situation a team is in and every other aspect of the matchup. There are a ton of great opportunities in betting the NBA, mostly endgame, on a nightly basis during the regular season. It is a massively fun league with the greatest athletes on the planet, and we can make some money on it. Hardwood Handicappers podcast is free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast. All right, Amal, coming up next, we're going to preview the NL East. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Then just look for these three letters. Z-Y-N. Zen nicotine pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They are available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, mango, and a mall's personal favorite, citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one ranked nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical it is odds on mike palm here with amal shaw 15 minutes we'll have our buddy frank schwab senior nfl writer betting analyst and a darn good handicapper join us to talk about a lot of things including the nba and we'll talk about his milwaukee brewers a little bit we concluded our preview of the nl central yesterday amal i think we finally found a division here that might be competitive and by that i mean the NL East. It features your defending World Series champions, Atlanta Braves, and you can get them at a plus price to win the division, plus 140, Mo. Not a bad price on this team. Uh, this should be a competitive division. The question mark is where does the pitching come from in terms of do we get consistency out of Max Fried, Charlie Morton, and these guys, Ian Anderson, uh, the whole season there remains to be seen. Big loss of Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. When you look at this staff, is 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 how much you still get out of Charlie Morton the key, or are you looking at one of the younger guys to step up? Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy that for a long time in his career, he was a great bet against, and then he changed the way he pitched. His velocity went up. He's been tremendous. Uh, really a good pitcher for the last couple of years, but can he continue to deliver those types of results remains to be seen. We know Ronald Acuna Jr. will be on the DL to start the season. How soon will he be back in the major leagues? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, and that's going to have a huge impact in terms of this Braves team because he he's a catalyst for this team. He's the one that really makes them go. Um, it, it's going to be important for them in terms of him getting out there and setting the table. I, I think you could see the difference when he's in the lineup. Dodgers the favorite to win the NL at plus 235. The co-second choice, both in this division, the Mets 5-1 to one as well as the Braves. The Mets plus 150 to win the division. Uh, compared to the Braves plus 140. This pitching staff they've assembled at the top here, Amal, nothing to sneeze at. DeGrom, number one. Scherzer finally lands a spot where he'll be a number two. Chris Bassett comes over from Oakland. Carlos Carrasso and uh, Tyon Walker round out the staff. Edwin Diaz will be your closer. You have Shane Adovino in the bullpen. 
And here's a guy they've never figured out how to use correctly, Seth Lugo, who's still with this team. Is this the best pitching staff in the National League? Uh, what about Milwaukee? Oh. I mean, to me, it's kind of both are neck and neck. But in terms of National League East, I also think we haven't gotten to Philly yet, but I don't think you can discount the Phillies as well. Bassett was terrific last year for the A's, 12-4, and 3.15 uh, earned run average. I think he could really have a nice impact for this team. I like Carrasco in the four spot, and I like Walker in the five spot. I think Walker has the capability in most matchups of being the better number five, whoever he faces. Can this lineup produce enough runs to win this division? That's the problem, but I do believe they'll be better than they were. Marte now going to bat number two mm-hmm. in this team. I think Lindor bounces back, has a really good year. Uh, Pete Alonso, I'm not a big Pete Alonso guy because for me it feels like feast or famine with him. Uh, I like Robinson Cano. I think he'll be effective. I think the Mets are dangerous. I don't think they're going to have to score a ton of runs because their pitching is going to be terrific. But I do believe this team is going to be far better than they've been in the past uh, offensively. I like their chances to win the National League East. You think you get a much better year out of Lindor? I do, yes. Can't be as bad, can That's he? what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All right, now let's go to the Phillies. Here, this is where I think it gets interesting from a betting perspective. Uh, I, 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 should, I should pause and rewind a little bit. How important do you think having Buck Showalter will be to the Mets this year? I think it's huge. Buck Showalter, if you look at he has not had postseason success. But if you look at the markets he's been in, in uh, – Texas with the Rangers, with the Yankees. He's gotten guys to buy in. As a guy who covered Buck when he was in mm-hmm. Dallas, let me tell you, he is one of the most likable people, and I think he manages the personalities extremely well. Who is the bigger upgrade, Showalter to the Mets or Bob Melvin to the Padres? I think it's Bob Melvin. Because, Just because they were at a lower point. Well, not only that, but I think Bob Melvin does a tremendous job with the bullpen. That's mm-hmm. one thing you can criticize Buck a little bit for. All right, Joe Girardi's Phillies, uh, plus 380 to win the division. Minus 120 to make the playoffs. Interesting there, those two bets. But look at this rotation. Nola, Wheeler. You get Kyle Gibson from the University of Missouri in the three spot. Suarez gave you five innings of zero or one earned run the whole last two months of the year yesterday. And then a forgotten guy, Zach Eflin, in the five spot. I like the depth of this rotation. Got Knable in the bullpen. Uh, You know who's out there in the bullpen, too? Guy that used to be a dominant closer, Brad Hand. Yeah. Um, You've got enough pop in this lineup with Schwarber, Riomoto, Harder, big Harper, big pickup, I think, in getting Castellanos, still with Hoskins, Didi Gregorius in the seven hole. Uh, I'm all you gotta convince me why plus three eighty is not a good bet to win the no, East. I think on price standpoints, it's out, it's outstanding. Look, I, I'm gonna disagree with one thing. You you said Nola first. I would go with Wheeler. I think Wheeler's been the better pitcher. Mm-hmm. Was he runner up for the Rasai Young last year? He was tremendous. I like this guy. I like the signing when they brought him in. When Zach Wheeler's A game is there, he is as good as DeGrom, Scherzer, anybody else, Walker Bueller in baseball. So I like him at the number one spot. Nola's got to pitch better. That's part of the key for this team. I love Corey Knable on the back end of this bullpen. Had a 2.45 ERA for the Dodgers last year. I think he's a tremendous acquisition for them. It'll help out a lot. But for me, it's going to come down to Gibby and Eflin. Can these guys be effective in the 4-5 spot? And then with this lineup, we know Harper had a tremendous season. Castellanos should be able to hit in a hitter-friendly ballpark. I like Didi Gregorius and Gene Segura in terms of the bottom of the lineup. I think this team can be dangerous. I think you're absolutely right at plus 380. This is the best bet in the National League East. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but I think this is probably from a a pricing standpoint the best one. Would you take him at minus 120 to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Well, here's the way I look at this. You got the Dodgers. You can pencil them in. I think you can pencil the Brewers in. So that's two of the seven spots, right? Somebody's going to win the East. 
And then you have these wild cards coming out of here. These, the, Sorry, the five spots. These wild cards coming out of here. Let's just assume the Braves win the East. Even if the Mets and Braves f- finish ahead of the Phillies, the Phillies may still be better than the Padres and the Cardinals would be the other what I consider to be contenders for the wild card. I would agree with you. I think this is the most competitive division, but I think the Phillies at plus 380 and making the postseason at minus 120 are probably your more viable bets right now. All right, let's move on to the team that's the fourth choice in this division, the Miami Marlins, 15-1 to one, uh, to win the East, plus 250 to make the playoffs. Love the top of the lineup with Alcantara, uh, Pablo Lopez. Uh, then you get in Trevor Rogers. You know, a couple of young guys at the bottom that have shown promise, Elizer Hernandez, Lazardo coming over from the American League, and then Sixto Sanchez. Uh, so there's six guys to fill five spots there. Floral comes over from the Dodgers to be the closer. Um, but again, here you go. You look at a lineup. This is a team you can probably, now with a DH, probably bet a lot of under eights. I, uh, you're absolutely right. right. Yeah, you, I mean, this is not going to be a great lineup. Jesus Aguirre, they're in number three. He's, he's another feast or famine type of guy for me. Um, they just don't have a ton of guys. But I always root against the Marlins having lived in Dade County. Uh, the worst stadium deal in the world of in the history of sports. So this team will continue to struggle. It was interesting that Derek Jeter resigned from uh, president of operations for this team or president of baseball. Um, I, I don't know. I love the pitching, but the offense is just not there. Mattingly stays, Jeter gone. And then two, two, what are we, two years removed from uh, the Nats winning the World Series. And now this might be the worst team in baseball. They're 50-1 to one to win their division. Eight to one to make the playoffs. Dave Martinez. Think of what this rotation was: Pat Corbin, Josiah Gray, Paulo Espino, Fetty in the four hole, my guy Annabel Sanchez, and then Aaron Sanchez, who came over from from the American League as well. Finnegan, your closer. The lineup: Soto, Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell, two, three, four. You know, I wouldn't bet Soto to win the MVP. I agree, just because this team is going to be so bad, Amal. Yeah, I would agree with you. Soto's going to have a tremendous year, but also the problem that's going to be when you look at this lineup are people are going to just kind of pitch around him. Yeah, you have Nelson Cruz behind him, but Nelly Cruz has a propensity to strike out. So it's going to be a feast or famine situation there. Imagine if Soto leads off an inning, or he's going to be leading off an inning. You you can kind of weakly work around him. Nelly Cruz can hit into a ground ball double play for you there. I don't like Josh Bell in the five hole. Strikes out too much. Not a great player. I, I just don't like this Nationals team. I think they're going to challenge losing 100 games. All right. When we look at the exact finish in the division, these exactas, um, you can put Atlanta with Phil with uh, excuse me, Phil, the Phillies with Atlanta at eight to one, and the Phillies with the Mets second at eight fifty to one. I don't. I don't think the Marlins or Nats can be second. So instead of taking them at plus three eighty, you could take it eight or eight fifty, which is actually a little better odds because you're getting relatively a little over four dollars in that bet. If you take the Phillies to win the division, Atlanta second. You're saying. Yes. Or, Phillies to win the division, and you can take Atlanta and the Mets second at $8 and eight fifty. Yeah, I think you can take both of those. I, I don't think it's a bad play. It's, it's better from an odd standpoint because on the division, it'd be plus 760 if you made two bets. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. All right. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. All right, when we come back, we're going to have our buddy Frank Schwab. We'll preview the Final Four. We can talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their playoff hopes, as well as the team we like in the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers. This. 
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and a hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Odds on here with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. We have a Wendy's breakfast sandwich right here. Amal, you've been a, a vegetarian for over 30 years. Are you tempted to change now? Uh, no, I appreciate the offer, though. All right, thank you. Thank you. I, I do I do stop at Wendy's uh, several times a week, and we're happy that they're a sponsor. Uh, it's Wednesday. It's 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. That yeah. means it's Schwabby time. Our friend from Yahoo Sports, Frank Schwab, joins the program. Frank, how are you doing? I mean, I was out there a couple of weeks ago. You guys didn't offer me any Baconators. What's going on with that? I would have taken some. Like, it looks looks pretty good. I don't know. Frank, two weeks ago, they weren't a sponsor. So that's the answer <laughs> ah, to that. Okay, I'll have to come back out. That That's the only answer then. We opened the show with the fact that in the MVP market in the NBA, Nikola Jokic has now taken favoritism away from Joel Embiid in, in every major book. You're there in Denver. You get to see this guy play. But you're also graduate of the University of Wisconsin uh, and may have some allegiances to the Greek freak. You voted on the NFL MVP before, so you understand what voters are looking for. Is this now Jokic's award to win again? You know, I think so. And I think the line move was based on an ESPN story. They did a straw poll of, I think, 100 media members or, or whatever, and 62 of them voted for Jokic. And I was surprised, honestly, because I think with the MVP, they do want to spread it around. And it's just odd for me to think that Nikola Jokic, great, great player, but does play in a small market, not one of the elite teams in the NBA, is going to win two in a row. Like If this does happen, that'd be pretty surprising. We'll look back at history and be like, wow, Nikola Jokic, we don't look at him as one of the Hall of Fame big men of this era yet, but we probably should be. He's he's played the best. I, I think that he is the best player. I think some of these voters look for who is actually the most valuable, and they're just looking who, who's the best team. And there's not, you know, in, in that case, you could make a case for Devin Booker, right? Like, he's had a heck of a year. But I, I just think that this year, it's, it's been weird to me. I thought Embiid was going to win it easily, even, even though I obviously love Giannis. I, I just figured he's won twice. Jokic won last year, and he doesn't play for one of these elite, you know, NBA teams. They're going to spread it around a little bit, and Embiid and Philly's going to get it. And he's had a heck of a year. He stayed healthy. But I think voters are looking at it and just saying, you know what? Jokic's numbers are so far uh, just above and beyond what anybody's doing. We got to give him MVP, even if it's a second straight one for a guy who plays in a pretty forgotten market, honestly, in the NBA. Frank, let's dissect there. First of all, Jokic could become the 13th player to win uh, two MVPs, which would be impressive enough as it is, because I, I think he's had a great run, but I think it's the eight assists per game that stand out to me. No, Michael Porter. Oh, he's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. (laughs) Real quick, I I remember going, like, my daughter loves going to Nuggets games, so I take her a lot. I remember going early in Jokic's career and being like, looking around, like, does everybody see this? Does everybody (laughs) see how skilled this guy is? And now, like, I never thought he'd be back-to-back. Well, I I think the eight assist, and then no Porter Jr., no Murray. But in my opinion, Frank, and this is not my question, I thought he was the MVP as soon as he pushed Markeith Morris. I thought the whiplash should have gotten him the automatic MVP unanimously. I thought Morris deserved that uh, absolutely. But you, as a former voter, 
Do you look at the MVP as the most valuable player or the best or most outstanding player? I love the distinction we have in college football of the Heisman, most outstanding player, the MOP, the most outstanding player. Because to me, if you look at it from a value standpoint, there's probably other players along the line that could win. And I think this year he would have to be the most valuable to his team. But is he the most outstanding player in your opinion? Yeah, and I hate the fact that sometime back in the 1920s, the Chicago Tribune or whoever it was first put the V in there, the most valuable, because that just screws up the argument so much. It should be the best player. It should be, who is the best player this season? You shouldn't count against guys if they don't have great teammates. Like if somebody's out there saying, well, Denver's a sixth seed, how valuable is Jokic? Well, it doesn't. It's not his fault that Jamal Murray's out and Porter's out, and they haven't really built around him. Why should we? Why should we penalize him for not having great teammates? He's been singularly wonderful. He at every single metric, he's he's blowing away what he did last year, and he is just he's the best player. So to me, the way I look at it is, I vote for the best player. But I know that doesn't happen very often. There's a reason only two NFL MVPs have come from losing teams. Like this is it's something that just. People, voters like looking, who's the best team? Can I take the best player off that team? And then moving down the list of the stand. It's like, oh, okay, we finally got to a team where I can give him the MVP. But I think Jokic is a little bit different. I think the voters are finally, they're getting a little bit sharper, maybe, maybe a younger contingent voting for MVP, where they look and they say, I'm not going to get caught up in the V in most valuable player. I'm going to say, who, who is the guy this season? Who, who makes the most sense to give this award to? And I think at the end of the day, it's Nikola Jokic. I, I, I do think he's earned. Frank, the Celtics have been playing as well as anybody in the East. In fact, had the, the one seed for a day uh, before they didn't play too many people and lost. Took Toronto to overtime as an eight-point dog, uh, but lost the other night. Now, a game back of the Heat with the Bucks in between them for the seeding in the East. Tonight, they're at home hosting the Heat. This is the first game in the ESPN doubleheader. Celtics are laying five or five and a half here in this spot. Uh, are you tempted to take the points with the Heat, or will the seeds continue to roll? You know, I, I do like the Celtics. And the Robert Williams injury is is concerning. We're going to have to see how they're playing without their big man because he was a big part of what they're doing. But I think that this hot streak they're on is about much more than Robert Williams. They've been the best team in the NBA for a few weeks now. I mean, they, they, they've not just won. They've covered and covered easily. They, everything's clicking for them. And I love the Heat. I, I think the Heat, very, very good team. But I think they're just running into a buzzsaw tonight. And honestly, since the Jimmy Butler, uh, Eric Spolestra thing, they haven't quite been the same. I, I think it, it kind of shook them up a little bit. They need to get refocused before the playoffs. So I'm all about the Celtics tonight. I wish I, I could have got them at four and a half. I took them at five. Now it's up to five and a half. And there's good reason for that line. And I think that this, right now, the Celtics, I don't know if they're the best team in the NBA, but they're the hottest. And they're playing really, really well. And it, it, maybe we'll see tonight, oh, Robert Williams injury. That meant a lot more than we'd realize. But I'm willing to take them. I'm willing to back them tonight and see what happens. I agree with you on the Williams injury, Frank. You and I are on the opposite end of the spectrum in this game. I took Miami in a revenge spot. They got embarrassed by Boston earlier this year. I like them getting the five here. I want to go to a game that you and I are on the same side. Mike and I briefly touched upon this. Toronto get, excuse me, laying two and a half uh, north of the border against the Timberwolves in this one. I have to tell you, Minnesota has really impressed me this year, 43 and 33. But again, they struggle away from home. Uh, what do you think about this team going forward in the postseason? And what do you think about Toronto's chances out uh, in the Eastern Conference? 
Yeah, I really do like the Timberwolves as a team. I, I have some futures on them from before the year because you look at their key guys. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is unbelievable, and Anthony Edwards is really coming on as a player. But this is still a young team, and I, you know the road thing does trip me up a little bit too. How are you going to go win big in the playoffs if you can't win on the road? I don't know that they're going to make a deep run, but they're building. They're they're doing some good things there. It's been a while since anybody's been excited about the Timberwolves, so good for them. But then you look at this Raptors team. This Raptors team is almost like the modern day Spurs, where it's like they're just good. No matter who plays for them, they're just good every single year. They have a really good organization now. I thought early in the season, okay, the Raps are going to be down, but lately they've been really good to betters. They've been, I think they're eight and two in their last 10, something like that. They're really playing well and at home, not laying too much against the Timberwolves team. Like you said, not great on the road. I really like the spot for Toronto. I, I think this is a smash spot for them. They've been playing really, really good basketball. I don't know how deep they could go in the playoffs. But I can't rule them out either. I, I, I know they don't have the star power, the one guy to take over a playoff series against a Embiid Harden or Giannis or whoever, T- Jason Tatum. But they're so well coached. They're such a good organization that I wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs. I'll put it that way. New Orleans is the site of the Final Four dream matchup for CBS in the uh, nightcap between yeah. Duke and Carolina. First two times they first time they've ever met in the tournament. But the early game might offer more betting opportunity. Kansas opened four, now up to four and a half against the depleted Villanova team, Frank. Yeah, I jumped on Kansas right away, and it, everybody's on Kansas. So we're, that worries me a little bit. I think like 82% of the money is coming in on Kansas, something like that. So that always concerns me. But I just think the Justin Moore injury for Villanova is too much. I, Villanova is one of the teams in the nation that plays the fewest amount of bench minutes. They rely on their starters almost exclusively. And to lose a guy who might be your second-best player, I think that's just crushing for them. Justin Moore does a little bit of everything, scores 15 a game. Jay Wright's a great coach. He's going to figure some things out. They're going to compete, but you're going against a Kansas team that's really hitting its stride. Look, that that second half, if you face any team in the Elite Eight and you outscore them in a half of basketball, 47 to 15, you are doing some things right. And I think Kansas is really hitting its peak. Look, of all these four teams, I don't know that Kansas has the highest upside, but they've been the most consistent all year. From beginning to end, we know they've been a good team. Maybe not the best, maybe never deserving a number one spot, but this Kansas team is good, it's consistent, and I think they handle business against Villanova, who's really going to feel the effects of that injury. Frank, we have about 30 seconds. Duke-UNC, obviously a classic matchup. How do you see this one? Yeah, I like UNC. I mean, I'm not as as gung-ho about it as I am about Kansas because Look, they've each blown each other out on their home courts once, right? Like Duke went to UNC early in the season, blasted them in the first half. UNC, Coach K's final home game, they really got on them in the second half. But I like the way UNC's playing. I've bet on them all four rounds now. They've been really, really good to me. And I think they can at least keep this close. Four and a half. I I can see Duke winning a close game. And I know that's a narrow runway to land on. I'm picking the plus four and a half with Duke to win. But I really think North Carolina, give me four and a half, feel pretty good about it. Frank, thanks for the time once again. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, Amal, when we come back, talking about the NBA playoffs getting close, the NHL playoffs close as well, and some interesting races in the West. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turning Madness continues this week at Bet Rivers with three new missions for the final round of games. It's your last chance to score a free bet during the tournament. Go to BetRivers.com or Bet Rivers Sportsbook app to check out the final missions and enjoy final games of the tournament. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your bets this weekend with Bet Rivers. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, it's time where we give our plays for the show. You have the honors. You're going to start in the NBA two plays tonight. We discussed both of them previously. I'm going to take the Miami Heat. Numbers up to five and a half now, but I have it at five. So we'll go with the plus five here. Uh, And then I've got the Toronto Raptors at home minus two and a half against the Timberwolves. Like both these teams in these spots, uh, Miami got embarrassed back in January by 30 points by the Seas. And I think Toronto, I thought this number's a little bit cheap, Mike. I thought this number should have been at four. I like the Raptors here at home. Uh, you and Frank are going to convince me to take the Raptors here in this spot. Uh, last night, you had the first semifinal, the NIT under. It looked good going into halftime. Yeah, it did. I, I didn't see much of the game. I only saw the last 10 minutes. But uh, when I saw the score, I was like, in the second half, I was in some trouble. You only but, had 61 at half. Yeah, it was yeah. a low-scoring first half, and I thought it was in pretty good shape there. But uh, uh, really, game exploded in the second half. I thought, um, I thought the game played too fast. Uh, for St. Bonnie's. I yeah. thought they needed to slow the game down and then get into a track meet. They're not deep enough to stay with X, and uh, and they paid the price for it. Yeah, you know, the one thing I my takeaway was a great call by you last night on A&M, comfortable victory. There's, you look at a couple of these games, 
where lines have been kind of skewed the wrong way. The A&M game is a perfect example. I look back and I said, I should have been on this play because not because they won by 18 points or whatever they won by, but because if it were a regular season neutral site game, you'd take A&M every day of the week if they were laying a point and a half or two against Washington State. And X, the same thing. If this game were played any time before the last three weeks, X is a favorite against St. Bonnie's every day of the week. Tomorrow night's the championship game at Madison Square Garden. Xavier against Texas A&M. Have you seen the line yet? I have not. I, I know you hadn't seen the line, so I want you to guess the line. I'm going to guess A&M minus uh, probably two and a half or three. Four and a half. Wow, that's a big number. <laughs> it, this is interesting to me that they're this much of a favorite, but I think A&M's going to win this game. Haven't decided yet if I will lay four and a half. I'm like you. I don't like to get too involved in the seedings and who got in, who got yeah. out, and waste a lot of time on that. But, boy, didn't this team get job not getting in the tournament? When I, you think of the four Mountain West teams got in, you're not telling me that Texas A&M is at least five points better than Wyoming on a neutral? It's a fair, very huh? fair argument. Come on. Here's the thing I would point out against A&M. Go to their non-conference schedule. I believe Jim Beheim made it. I mean, you look at this. Who have they really beaten? They got hot during the middle of the season. And then that stretch during, I, I thought the wins in the SEC tournament should have gotten them in. They won, what, they went four and four days? They they routed Auburn. Yes. They routed yes. Arkansas and finally ran out of gas playing their fourth game in four days or fifth game in five days against Tennessee. They beat the Razorbacks by 18 or 20. And led the whole way in that wire game by wire eight, eight or more. But they did the same thing against Florida. They, they went to overtime. They hold on there. I yeah. mean. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this team got uh, jobbed for sure. Okay, uh, for me, we had a good day yesterday. That game stayed over. North Macedonia did not score in El Stadio de Drago. Did they have a shot on goal? Because in the first half, I looked at it. Three total. Oh, they did have three. Yeah, they okay. did get three total in the second half. I think Portugal was trying to score that third one and give me a push, too. They wanted <laughs> a third. But 2 nothing Portugal, that wins. Texas A&M is an easy winner at Madison Square Garden. And then the Stars had a rally to hand the Ducks their 10th straight loss. I have one play today. I'm going to take the Kraken. At home, the, an advantage Seattle home ice. The Knights have lost seven in a row on the road here. Can, don't you have to take plus 145? Not only do you have to take plus 145, but you're getting a much better price than it really should be. This mm -hmm. line should be about plus 125. This is the fact that in Vegas, these lines are so out of whack. All right, let's take a look at the night in the NHL. Some good matchups here. Uh, let's start out in Vancouver, not far from Seattle, where the Blues are playing at the Canucks. Remember, the Canucks were just at the Blues. And sorry for the for the Blues and uh, Noah Van Bree. No, we're not going to get Yaroslav Halak back in that, but you'll get Thatcher Demko. Much different story tonight. Uh, Blues currently the number one wild card in the West. The Canucks four points out of the second wild card spot. Looks like Jordan Bennington tonight for the Blues, as Huso went the other night, but definitely Thatcher Demko. For the Canucks, 28, 19, and 5 with a 266 goals against. It's a pick 'em here. Now the Canucks, $1.15 favorite, slight favorite at home with a total of six. Will the change of scenery and of goaltenders be enough to reverse the fortunes for the Canucks? I think it definitely will be with Demko and Nep, but I, I have uh, Huso getting the start okay. here tonight. So uh, pay attention to this one if you're looking to bet on it. Uh, Vancouver's got to be better defensively. Not going to touch this game, but it is a fairly cheap price in a revenge spot for Vancouver at home. Winnipeg Jets are in Buffalo tonight to take on the Sabres. They've won two in a row. They are currently three points out of the second wild card in the West. Sabres will not be going to the playoffs out of the East. Connor Hellebuck against Craig Anderson. Hellebuck, you know, not that great in numbers as we can come to expect. 24-23-9, so 32 losses when you count the overtime ones. 2.94 goals against his highest in four years. Craig Anderson's been 12-9-1 for the Sabres. 3-1-3 goals against Sabres have played better of late. 
Um, all they, they took the Rangers to overtime after having won three straight. But the Jets still the road favorite here, $1.50 with a total of six. Yeah, outside of the last game against Arizona, who we know could be offensively challenged, you mentioned it. Connor Hellebuck, Mike, you have to go all the way back to February 21st, the last time he allowed two goals or less in a game. Again, Arizona, a team that you can probably get well against uh, from a defensive standpoint. I actually like the Sabres here at home. I think with the way Hellebuck has played, I think this is a good opportunity on a plus price. Wouldn't want to lay 150 with Winnipeg on the road. Last night, I'm all one of the best finishes you'll see in the hockey this year. The best last two minutes of a game that didn't feature a goal. Rangers at Penguins. I kicked myself. I didn't take the plus 140 on the Rangers and Sturkin last night. Got down one to nothing after one to Yari. Scored two in the second. Score off the power play to open the third. They're up 3-1. Sid the Kid gets it to 3-2 with the power play goal with about eight and a half minutes left. And then they pulled the goalie at about two and a half. The Rangers had four shots on an empty net from inside their own blue line. Two of them from inside the dot. And, uh, Pens blocked three of them, but weren't able to get the equalizer. Emotional, huge victory for the Rangers. They leapfrogged the Penguins to get into second in the Metro. But now back-to-backs headed to Detroit to take on the Red Wings, who gave up a 10 spot to the said Penguins on Sunday. You'll get Georgiev tonight as Shesterkin played last night. This is an interesting betting angle here. The Rangers lane 140 on the road against the Red Wings with a total of six and a half. Do you play against the emotional spot on a back-to-back? Uh you know, I'm not worried about the emotion so much. On uh, Djokovic in that game, they actually gave up 11 goals. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw 10 to 3 in the third. I <laughs> yeah, thought, and you gave up finished. on the game, rightfully so. Oh, it's ridiculous. It, it really is. Now, Djokovic, here's the concern I have. Twice in the last oh month or so, he's given up seven goals in, in net, but he's also played well. He's, he's really done a good job in certain other games. One, a two, a two. I don't know. I mean, I'm they, not... uh, they pulled him in that game early, yeah. I think early in the second. So he'll get back in that tonight. And they put in uh, uh, Captain Picard finished <laughs> off that game for the. Uh, do you lay the 140 here? I, I don't I'm not. Th- I'm not thrilled away. I think Gibbs. people will play the Red Wings tonight. This numbers come down. It opened 180 on the overnight all the way down to 140. Well, I always like a team when they get embarrassed in professional sports. Yeah. You generally see them bounce back and play far better than they did in their previous performance. So I think that's something to pay attention to in this game. You know what I'm really hoping for, Mike? I'm hoping there's an early, early goal in the first four or five minutes of this game. And I want to take under seven and a half here. And I hope it's by the Red Wings. Interesting angle. All right, a big matchup in the Pacific Division tonight. The Kings with 81 points currently occupy the second spot in the Pacific. The Oilers with 79 points occupy the third spot. They're not that far ahead of uh, in the wildcard race as well should they slip up here. Quick against Koskinen tonight. Oilers open $2 on the overnight and they're still there. Get back 170 on the Kings with a total of six and a half a mile. Yeah, this Kings team has played surprisingly well away from home this year, including the overtime 18 and 14, 18, 9 and 5. Peterson and Nett tonight. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a bad play on Peterson here at plus 170, 2.74 goals against. Koskinen probably has the best record of any goaltender with the goals against that's over three uh, in terms of what he's been able to do, 24, 10, and 3. It's the offense that continues to carry this team. But defensively, we know Edmonton is very flawed. And I think if you're uh, the Kings, you can potentially exploit that. I mentioned my play on VGK at Seattle. Uh, This total is six. VGK has won two in a row, but at home, they haven't found a road victory in almost a month. Logan Thompson against Grubauer here. Any thought on the total, Amal? Um, No, this is one that uh, I'm going to stay away from. uh, 
Chris uh, Dreiger and Net tonight confirmed. Okay. And then uh, Sharks at the Coyotes. Sharks will have James No Rhyme or Reason uh, <laughs> against the Coyotes, who've been awful. Who knows who they're going to throw in net? They've lost six in a row. Sharks laying 160 on the road here, I'm all with a total of six. Yeah, but you know what? I, I tell you, Reimer has played well of late. Well, look at look 18, 13, and six, two, seven, five. I kind of tend to like the Sharks here, but I might look at them on the on the puck line instead of laying 150. It's not a bad play. They have not, uh, Reimer's not allowed more than three goals in any game since uh, February uh, 17th against Vancouver. Uh, I I think you have to take a look at the Sharks in this spot, in this matchup against Arizona, who offensively can struggle at times. And I think you're right. I'm not thrilled about a puck line because Arizona does compete for a team that's not particularly good. You got to give them a ton of credit. They're always competitive. World Cup qualifiers tonight. Canada in action. They've qualified. USA technically hasn't qualified, but if they don't lose by six goals, they're in. Any action on either of those matches? I I did not touch this one. Uh, Finally, we don't have to worry about losing to Trinidad and Tobago. I know Frank likes the USA plus 115 on the three-way tonight. Yeah. I I mean, to me, I think they win the game, but I'm not thrilled about it just based on the situation. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.